Well, we thank you so much for joining us today on Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. Carol, a nationally known gerontologist, and Dr. Jamie Heisman is with us as well, a nationally known psychotherapist and an expert on caregiving. And Carol, uh, talk to me about bots and therapy. Well, you know, there's been some articles lately. About, well, I think you even saw one in the New York Times about a woe bot, woe is me, woe bot, uh, where your therapist might actually be artificial intelligence. Uh, but I'm wondering, you know, throughout COVID, uh, we've seen this exponential growth in telehealth and telepsychology, teletherapy, but there's also lots of apps. So if I'm a caregiver, I'm a little bit isolated still, um, you know, it, it, are those helpful? It, you know, it, are apps and bots, is, is that something that I can use to help me? I may not be the greatest person to ask about bots. I became a psychologist and social worker because I wanted to avoid the bots in the scientific world. But I do know that people learn best when things are simple. So in keeping it simple, I, I'll answer your question. Um, I guess apps are a lily pad. How's that? To the, we call the spiritual shore. I think it's America and the, and this world's basic, you know, answer, if you will, to how do we combine the world's changing world technology to assisting us in, in being able to provide proper uh, caregiving. So it works very well in certain situations, obviously, with long-term caregivers, uh, and people who are far away and they can actually monitor somebody and know that the bed is wired in a certain way and their loved one can be, you know, monitored in a certain way. Um, apps, of course, are a whole nother ball game. It's like anything else by word of mouth. I think less is more. The easiest is the way to go. But ultimately, all of this, as we can talk about here today, does separate us from the human condition and does create sometimes a, a separating sort of polarizing mind body sort of fear response um, because it doesn't have that connection, that social regulation that people need at this challenging time. You know, it's interesting. I have a friend who's a kidney doc uh, in a practice with like 12 other physicians, 11 of them, not him, have all gone to telemedicine. They don't even come into the office anymore. And he said to me, you know, I have to see a patient face to face. I have to touch them. I have to let them shake my hand. This is pre-COVID. I have to let them uh, have that interaction. And I don't know how my colleagues do it. So can you go one step further, Ron, if I put you on the spot? Can you describe this man to you? Is he a connecting, touching, feeling safe person to be around? Or who is he? Yeah, he is. He's uh, a Latino, mid-50s perhaps. A uh, very gregarious, great sense of humor. Uh, he is an equal opportunity kind of person who accepts everybody, whoever they are. He uh, explains in plain, simple, understandable language what may be wrong with you at the moment. Uh, he doesn't uh, jump to conclusions. If uh, you know you've been sent there by a PCP uh, who says you know you're dying of kidney failure, he brings you back down and explains to you that may not be the case. Uh, he's got a fabulous smile and is just one of those people that has never met someone who didn't like him. So, Carol, have you ever heard Ron in such glowing terms talk about a <laughs> provider or a person? Um, it says that the man is safe. 
it says that he obviously believes in the practice of medicine, of keeping his patients safe. He probably is a better diagnostician and a better clinical coach when he can be there and connect in that mind-body sort of way and not foster that fight, flight, or fear response or that detachment that artificial intelligence and technology can often kind of foster. Well, you know, I was in looking at that article, um, you know, with a therapist, I might tell you that I'm really, I'm taking care of my, my mom and I'm really angry at her. And I, you know, at times I wish she wasn't there. And those are the kinds of things I might say to a therapist. I can say those things to a, to a bot, right? Um, but is that therapy, if it's listening to me sort of unburden all these emotions I wouldn't express to someone else, is that therapy? We had an old concept called transactional analysis back when. You may have remembered it. I don't know. You're probably too young, Carol, but Ron and I could. It was when we used to take what's called encounter bats and beat the living hell out of a wall or a, or a pillow. Or, and we just beat it and just go and let our aggressive sort of tendencies come out. Because it wasn't the person, it was an inanimate object. It was this kind of a spongy old bat, but it allowed us to feel better, right? So that's great. That's your your example is that they get to release that energy, and that's wonderful. I think we should all release energy. However, how do we actually use that energy and and really have it come back to us so we can reflect and become self aware and find out why we are so angry. So that's where the bots kind of do well, and that's where they don't do well. That's when we need a, a doctor like Ron is talking about ask us to come in, connect, and ask them, not what's wrong with you, but what happened to you. Now, let me tell you about a, a therapist I know uh, who follows the let the energy out theory. But before I do that, I want to let folks know who may have just joined us, you're listening to Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Vernal and Dr. Jamie Heisman. And we're talking about uh, whether or not artificial intelligence, a bot, uh, teleconferencing uh, works when you're trying to deal with a therapist. Uh, when I was executive director of Jewish Family Service in San Antonio, Jamie, uh, we, we had a large counseling staff, uh, and, and one of the counselors uh, kept a punching bag uh, in her office. Uh, it was one of those, you knock it down, it came back up. She used it uh, with her patients uh, frequently. In fact, you could hear it, boom, 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 coming from uh, behind her closed door. Uh, she found it very effective. Yeah, that's where you combine Carol's world that she just talked about and your doctor's world that you just talked about is that not only can they just come together and beat the living daylights out of something inanimate, but then they can process afterwards face to face in a very safe place. She was obviously able with her patients to to do this and the patients felt safe enough to emote. But then she could ask, well, okay, now what? What did that mean to you? How did that feel? Where is that anger now going when you're not beating this pillow as we are here together. So that's the combination of the two. Absolutely. Well, somebody had suggested that if you've got a, you know, one of your youngsters who's uh, highly emotional acting out, put a punching bag up in the backyard, send him out there for an hour, let him punch away and uh, it'll get rid of all that aggression. Well, you know, interesting enough, that, that's great. And, but here's the gig and I, I don't want to make parents sort of weird out there, but that's why timeouts don't work extraordinarily well. Yeah, you can do that for sure. And that's great. Uh, but once that child comes back in, then you definitely want to process and navigate them through the anger that they just demonstrated. So, so many people just put their kids in time out when they get angry. And what message does that say to the child? Well, when I'm angry, I can't show it. And I'll go go time out. So I have to put it somewhere else. 
I think the most important thing, which your doctor does, Ron, and what Carol was talking about in terms of, um, uh, of the difference of a bot is that we have to navigate people and our children through the anger. We have to navigate them through the pain. We have to facilitate that and be there with them. Like your um, colleague at, at the Jewish Family Services, um, she navigated them. She allowed them to hit something, and then she allowed them to process it. Yeah, and I, I would, I, but I would, I think that's an important point that you make. That it's not, it's it's not a one way communication with a therapist, right? There's processing that goes on. There's reflection that comes back to you, and then you're asked to process that reflection and give something back. So if you really want to get down into the nitty gritty, it gets more complex than simply stating what you're feeling or an emotion. Yeah, and I'll leave our listeners with this clinical thought because my daughter has finally asked me, Daddy, I know you're a psychologist. I want to get therapy. And I go, oh, baby, that's wonderful. I'm so happy. So during COVID, I called every peer I had that was, I thought was very good with children. Every one of them wanted to stay at home and do it telephonically. And I said to them, absolutely not. I, I'd have no problem with the telephonic piece, none. I think it's a great delivery system. But you got to bond. you got to allow my child to feel safe first. got to be face-to-face, mind, body, soul, connected, so that when you do get on the phone, she's got the sense of safety within. So we can never replace that, that touch, that gentle touch, that connectivity, simply by starting off with a bot or with an app. But we can certainly help in the lily pad process of getting people to the other side. Well, you get the last word, Dr. Jamie. Thank you very much. For Carol Zernal and Dr. Jamie Heisman, I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us. We're alive. We're not artificial intelligence on Take 10. 